Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Paddock Perspectives. Um, we're going to be talking about the Bahrain Grand Prix. The uneventfulness of it all. Okay, to start, the beginning of the race happened exactly like everybody thought. Yeah. Max started in first. Of course. Took and off with it. And the first turn, there was a little bit of hesitation from Charles trying to get ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And then Max left the race by just disappearing. Yeah. In normal fashion. Which is not a surprise. We just were hoping it would be a little closer. It actually widened the gap from last year by 10 seconds. Last year, he was 12 seconds ahead of Perez in second place. And this year, Max finished 22 seconds ahead of Perez. Perez did get second. Yes, again. Sainz got third. Sainz did good as the car could do. Ferrari had a good car for this race. Charles had some problems. They were having lockup issues. Charles had locked up four times before lap nine, which is worrisome to say the least. Especially when Sainz wasn't having those problems. Yeah, I think it's a setup thing. As I was saying to you, you're like, it's the same car. I'm like, I do believe they set up the cars a little bit different according to their... The driver? Yeah. Within regulations? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like brake bias and probably engine modes that they may use in different areas of the track. But for the most part, they're driving the same thing. I don't think Charles was trying to lock up. Speaking of teams that did something different, Mercedes seemed to struggle this weekend. I don't know what they were trying to do. Something happened with their ERS system, which is the energy recovery system. Why that's important is it adds 160 horsepower to the cars when they're trying to accelerate or overtake. So when you're coming out of a corner or you're trying to pass. Use your DRS, anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, you would use the ERS, which is the energy recovery system with DRS, the drag reduction system, and you could really pass people in certain areas. Yeah. Without that, they're running about 850-ish horsepower. It makes a difference with these cars. It really does. Like when you're the only one running at 850 and everyone else is running at 1,000, it makes a difference. Especially, they just struggled and they had to lift and coast just to keep some of the momentum around certain corners. That, that was like that for pretty much the whole race after that. So Russell did do pretty well. He finished fifth. Pretty solid, especially for the handicap he had been given for the race yeah. with that car. For sure. When his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, finished seventh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit odd watching Hamilton race this year with Mercedes. I'm not saying he's not going to do well. The farewell season. But you can tell something's different already. Yeah. He's going to give it his all, but I don't know what his all looks like this year. Maybe just to spice things up and tell you anything that happened, Botas for Kick Sauber had a fun pit stop of 54 seconds, almost a minute. Yeah, they were having some trouble getting that left front wheel off. For anybody's reference, the average pit stop is what, two to three seconds? Yeah, about like 2.5 seconds. So when you're talking like a minute, you just destroyed somebody's race. Yeah. RB and Sonoda and Ricardo for RB were having a little bit of a problem at the end of the race. Sonoda consistently shows that I don't think he's mature enough in a lot of ways. He got mad or sped past Daniel Ricardo at the end of the race after, after the flag. It was because they had switched places. So Daniel actually finished in 13th and Yuki in 14th. I don't know exactly what the conversation was, but Daniel ended up calling him a helmet. 
Yeah. To state that he's... He's just immature. Daniel normally gets along with most drivers in past. So for him to say that, I do think that that's a pretty big deal. Piastri for McLaren did pretty well. He was doing as much as he could to keep Alonso behind him. So he finished in ninth. We knew McLaren wasn't going to be amazing this weekend. So for him to fight off Alonso in that position sounds pretty formidable. What's great about this is this is Piastri's second year in the sport. He is the youngest person on the grid currently. Alonso is a two-time world champion, and he's the oldest person on the grid. And Alonso is great at defensive driving. And attacking. But Piastri, being the youngest on the grid, being second year in the sport, was able to hold off a champion. It's amazing. Piastri's probably been the most consistent rookie I've ever watched in the sport. He's been my favorite rookie to watch, I think. I mean, even my favorite driver, Norris, as a rookie, he did have some struggles. I mean, he was actually pretty impressive, to be honest, but I don't think he was so consistent that you forget that Piastri is only in his second year now. That was such an impressive season. We had so many rookies that season. What is it, 2020? 2020 when we got Norris and we got Charles moved to Ferrari so that was kind of like his first year and in a we big had team George it was a fun year to watch it was. And I'm, I'm hoping we get some interesting stuff going on this year but Aston Martin doesn't look to be super quick I would yeah. chalk up that pace to get fight for ninth or 10th with PA Street to just Alonzo being a good driver it doesn't seem like that car has legs under it the middle of the season 2023 Aston Martin, where they were slower. Last year, they came out a lot stronger than it looks like they're going to be able to do in the foreseeable races. Yeah, until they get do like some mid-season updates. Weather wasn't really much of a factor. Most no, of it was a beautiful race. Pretty baseline temperature around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. They were running soft compounds of tires, then hards, then soft. That seemed to be the pattern. So it was a two-stop race. Not much variation, maybe just different times that people were putting the tires on, but nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. No, pretty standard, pretty easy race. Next week, we have the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, the Jetta Circuit. This race will be a Thursday to Saturday weekend. So the race will be on Saturday. So March 7th through March 9th. It's going to be our second of the three that is going to be a Thursday to Saturday this year, as opposed to the traditional Friday to Sunday. So our takeaways from the Bahrain Grand Prix is that the year started with a trickle. And I'm really hoping that is not the case. I want to splash. Yeah, we were talking about when we got into the sport. When we were watching at the beginning, when we were getting into it, it was like 2020, 2021. That was some of the best racing ever. So we were talking, if we were getting into the sport right now, it would be a little bit harder. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're trying to spice it up and I think it's going to change very much soon. I hope so. I know. So at least this year might be a little bit longer to wait, but next year with all of the driver changes and everything. That's true. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of mix-ups We're next year. in for it. I just, it's going to hit the wall. We've had about two years of generic racing with Max in the front. It's been amazing to watch that, but I think the, the stuff's going to hit the fans soon. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. Thanks for hanging out with us again today, guys. And I hope that next week's race is going to be even better. 